0: Welcome to the second episode of Wooden Cubes and Iron Soldiers. Uh, Today we have an interesting subject. We are going to talk about games that we despise with our very core and our very being. Uh, Quickly before we get into the hatred, I would like to send a shout out to 2d6.org, who is kind enough to host our podcast. Uh, If you haven't visited the website, please go take a look at it. There's all kinds of great reviewers, written and video. Um, It's a great site all around, and there are monthly game giveaways as well. I'd also like to make a quick shout-out to our friends in Scandinavia. Apparently, we have a few listeners in Norway and Sweden and around there. So I think that is due to our Viking friend, Lance.
1: Ah, yes, yes. Well, my my, my far-reaching undead Viking uh, tendrils of... Excitement! Uh, I don't know what I'm talking about here. Yeah, I mean, I really, how many people in Scandinavia? Norway, Sweden, which ones? Uh,
0: Norway was the main one, and let me bring up the other one. The other one is – oh, Denmark. 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 Denmark is the other one. Oh, Denmark.
1: Well, you know, it's just, there's a lot of things that are legal in Denmark, so maybe they're just uh, staying up and – and, uh, and 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 tuning in, which is pretty cool. But uh, yeah, so yes, go for it. I'm I'm almost full-blooded Scandinavian. If you uh, if you follow my my exploits, uh, so that's cool. That's cool that uh, my brethren out there
0: across the ocean are listening in. Well, strangely, we have no fans in Italy. How do you explain yourself, Marco? Uh, I don't know. How do they explain themselves?
2: <laughs> How can exactly what's their excuse for not being here?
0: that's a good point so how you guys been doing since our last episode uh, I'm doing
1: okay uh, I, I just you know just work and, and games I got a I actually have a gaming convention coming up this weekend so um the the org if uh, anybody who's listening to this uh, and and it isn't past uh the 17th of february already um in uh, saint paul minnesota every year they hold a a gaming convention and um it's 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 unique in the fact that it's not very um it's 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 just games it's it's and they and they have they have uh you know miniatures games war games uh role-playing games uh some video games stuff like that but there's no there's no big um like uh, it's it's not a it's it's not like a TrekkieCon. con it's not like a geek con or anything like that it's just mm. everybody comes there and they just sit down and and they play games and and they have a good time and so and I'm really excited this year because um, for the first time ever um, they're going to have an entire room set up in the convention center uh, just for playing board games and uh, I'm lucky enough to being uh, one of the two people that's going to be running that and uh, in charge of the game library so I'm going to be teaching a ton of board games I'm going to be playing a ton of board games and for like three days straight this upcoming weekend so if you're listening to this since before february 17th 18th and 19th and uh you want to make it up to st paul uh minnesota and uh go to i think it's the holiday Inn east in st paul um come on up man check it out I'll play a game with you sounds awesome uh what games have you
0: been playing recently Lance?
1: oh well i mean i've i've i have to admit i i've been cheating a little i've been playing actually um uh, I, I played a lot of uh, Pathfinder uh, last weekend uh, mm-hmm. because of the fact that it was my it was my role playing weekend. So we we played a lot of uh, sit down and and I, I played my my intrepid wizard uh, Jasper the Magnificent and uh, in, in in his intrepid band of uh, of adventurers as we uh, searched for. Um, without getting too too in deep in the, that we, we are currently searching for a a a planar seal uh that is uh in danger of being disrupted and we've we've sealed a certain number of these and we're, we're we're trying to track this down we're trying to actually uh uh capture a a lich's phylactery so we can uh convince him to let us know where that is and so we played a good long session of pathfinder last weekend i also played um I played a really, really fun uh session of uh Battlestar Galactica, which is one of my if I ever did like a like a top five games of all time, it's definitely in that top five. That's probably one of the best games that uh has come out in the, like the last three, four years. And so we played a very, very, very enjoyable game of Battlestar Galactica where uh I crushed the evil uh human mistake underneath my Cylon thumb at the end of the game. So
0: <laughs> now are you a fan of the show, that? You know, I've never watched a single minute of a single episode. Oh, man. But...
1: I, i've heard great things I, I mean in 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 the conversations at the table i probably know the entire plot line of and i know the ultimate fate of each and every character uh just from uh the the, the my friends uh being more than willing to discuss the game at length uh while i'm sitting there i know it's on netflix i could watch it but um i i watched i shouldn't say i never watched a single minute of the show i i watched I, I i started watching like a little bit of the first one and then um My wife came in the room and uh, she wanted to watch something else. And I said, "Oh, I'm just going to try out this this show, honey. You want to watch it?" And she watched about 30 seconds of it and she said she wasn't interested. And so we ended up, you know, just not watching it. And then I never went back. But I'm sure it's an awesome show. I'm sure there's lots of people out there that 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 totally dig
0: it. But now, were you able to play the game without, you know, because I I love the game as well. I wish I could have played it more, but to me it seemed like the game you wouldn't really be able to get that into it if you hadn't played or you know watched the show you'd have to meet you'd have
1: to play with my gaming group we're so we're so uh we're so each other's throats and and uh more than willing uh to be uh to outright lie to each other's faces and uh it, it's it's that game alone um i mean arkham horror is my all-time favorite game and and battle galactica is probably number two uh but uh battle galactica that game alone has, has, has given us more great game stories than any other game that we have uh ever played and um you know it's it's from from the very beginning of the game where we roll the die to determine who gets to pick their character first um we're at odds with each other before <laughs> it, the game even starts just because there's certain characters that people like to play and like if they get to pick the character before that person and stuff like that you know and and um it's it's just it's just highly uh highly enjoyable my most memorable session uh, of of a game and it uh, was uh when um I was a Cylon, and everybody was pretty sure I was a Cylon, but the way they, the, the structure of that game works, uh, you know, if, if your turn's coming up before they can do anything, they can't, so they were trying to convince uh, one other player to, uh, he was Gaius, and Gaius has the ability to look, uh, at, at your, uh, 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 loyalty mm-hmm. cards and and so and he he picks me to look at my loyalty cards and of course i'm a cylon and and i show him my loyalty cards and he gives gives them back and uh and then i and and then he says well you know he's he says to me like yeah, well he's a cylon and 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 um no no the, the 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 crux of it was that earlier in the game i had actually um gotten to through a through a card, I got him to look at his loyalty card. I knew he wasn't a silent, and but I then I said, and I looked at him. I said, "Why would why would you tell him that?" It's like you're on my side, and and so and then and then like everybody was like, "What?" And so nobody and so there's this big giant argument about, "Oh, why you know?" It's like and he's and he's saying, "No, no, there's no way, there's no way," and then and then and you know and, you know, and then I. And I, of course, it was my turn next, and so I declared, and 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 then I said, and I looked at my friend. And I said, "Now declare, so we can we can kill these guys off." And and then and then he actually looked at his loyalty card again,
3: and because because <laughs> he
1: said he said, "Did I read it wrong?" You know, and he looked at his loyalty card again. I actually convinced a human player that he might have been a Cylon all <laughs> along, and that was probably through a, through sheer force of personality and will. Oh,
0: that's and awesome! Then
1: they, and then they immediately brigged him because they were like, and they're like. Like, well, obviously, he must and, and we won the game, so
0: <laughs> that's pretty good. I like that. That's a great notch in favor of the game because that's something I've always wondered. Is the only people I've played it with have people that are, you know, huge fans of the show, and I love the show. And I've always kind of felt in the back of my mind that I don't know if people really like it if they haven't watched the show, but you mm-hmm. haven't and like it, so that's yeah, that's yeah. Good.
2: Yeah the chemistry that the game creates really does not necessarily require knowledge of the show. I mean I also only watched part of the of the pilot episode and it seemed good but somehow it didn't grab me mm. and I'm the person that watched the most of the show in my group that that people really haven't watched a single minute literally and still, the idea of getting at each other's throat and stabbing each other's back, and yes, conspiring to send the innocent player to the rig, it just just works. <laughs> you know, it's like the Resistance. You play the Resistance, you you don't even know about the background story. My group, we don't even know if the red players are, the spies, or the blue players are. You know, which which, which team is the good guys, which team is the government, which one is not doesn't really work. Everything that gives you an opportunity to scheme against your friends, how can that be wrong, Right.
1: And not, not not to go off on this topic a little bit further, but have you ever noticed that, like you know like you mentioned the resistance, and then there's all these like games out there that, the negotiation games, and and they slowly but surely like they either increase or decrease the complexity. And then and, and you, the, the first one you have to go to is you have to go to Werewolf, you know, which is like a game that anybody can play with a deck of cards, and and you you can play with literally any number of people, hmm. and and that game is entirely. There's, a, I mean, there's a moderator, but other than that, it's just it's it's just people
3: mm-hmm.
1: outright outright lying to other people, and 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 people pleading their innocence, you know, and 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 begging not to be drugged off and lynched, you know, and 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 it's just and and that game is is so pure, and it, and it and it works, and but there's there's I think there's a certain level when you have that traitor aspect where if you make it too complex the game isn't fun anymore because you're taking, you're adding too many mechanisms to a very simple, uh, simple uh, role of the game, which is negotiation. And you have to avoid that. And I think Battlestar Galactica takes it as close to that point where they could possibly uh, ruin it, mm-hmm. but, and but they don't mm-hmm. take it any further. It's, it's, it. that's why it's such a perfect game.
0: Yeah. Well, I think it's, you, you hit on a good point there where you add in all these mechanisms and then the human element becomes less and you add in all these points of possible failure for, you know, if the mechanisms are fiddly or bad, then you're going to make a mistake or something and screw up the whole, you know, environment. So, yeah, I think that that's a great point. And, you know, it's kind of a miracle that Battlestar Galactica pulls it off um, because I don't mean, I think the design is awesome, but you're right. It's got a lot to it and there's, there could be, or maybe even should be, elements of that game that you know bog down the whole uh, traitor or human element of it. But it oh, doesn't. I mean,
1: mm-hmm. definitely. I mean, the, the the last expansion is is, in my opinion, fairly worthless. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it it doesn't it it adds nothing really of value other than a few new character cards that maybe you want to use just so you can have them. Um, the actual like. Uh, the 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 space fleet part is okay, but everything else it just adds too much. It it bogs the game down. It it, it you know the game should be about pitting your 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 will and your, your your poker face against the other players. And in all honesty, the second expansion with the Caprica and everything like that, we've we just do away with the whole Caprica board and everything like that. I mean, it's just the game is best and, and, and most pure when you're just on that ship and you're trying to make it to jump eight spaces and, and then, and then, and then win or lose. And that's, and that's, it's, it, and it's, and it's, and it's, most simple. That game is at its best.
0: Hmm. Any other games, Lance, you've been playing?
1: Um, you know, I, yeah, yeah, I have been playing other stuff, but I mean, um, I, I have uh, a review copy of sunrise city. I've been, I've been, you know, in, in which I will, um, Lovingly call it, uh, uh, Urban's Light, you know, uh, and, and, uh, it, it's, it's, it's very fun. It's, it's, uh, I'm, I'm hopefully gonna get a review of that sometime soon. Um, uh, that and, uh, oh God, I mean, this, I'm, I'm in my gaming room and I can't even, I can't even think about, uh, uh i mean i I've, I've got a ton of stuff on my table that i wanna play uh, that i just haven't been able to hit but God, what was the other game i just i just played it the other night um oh uh a uh, or uh, uh, preta porter or preta porter mm. preta Porte. mm-hmm. yeah pr- like i said preta porter um How uh, is that? Which, it's 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 really good it's um it's uh it's work replacement with teeth uh which mm. you know which you know it's 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 it's, it's it's very cutthroat, um, and, and I, I I need to play it some more though because I only play, I've, I've just now I've got one plan underneath my belt and I I found it very very enjoyable. But um, it's 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 like whenever you play a game, it's like you gotta go and play it again, you know, just to make sure that you didn't screw something up, kind of mm-hmm. thing. you know, So mm-hmm. I mean, but from what I played, it was it was very competitive, very brutal in in, in many aspects. So very
0: enjoyable. And Marco, what have you been playing lately? Well, a great discovery
2: has been Lord of the Rings The Confrontation. I just released the review a couple of days ago, and that was a great surprise. It had been in my collection for a long time. And somehow I was like, oh, I don't know, it seems too easy, too light, too whatever. And then I started playing it as a filler with a friend of mine. After the first game, we were like, huh, well, let's play it again. After the second game, we were like, huh and we kept playing at the end of each game we had a more delighted and surprise phase and a louder ha! It's really uh, the, the depth <laughs> and the fun of that game also this took us by surprise maybe also because our expectations were so low, then we were just so uh, struck by how fun the game can be, how thematic the game can be, how simple and it is, but yet it has an entire bluffing component. And I'm trying to read your mind and to do what you don't think I'm going to do and this and that. and I really enjoyed that. Then I tried a new game uh, that is called Suro. Different from the games I usually play because this is abstract Strategy uh, by Calliope Games. And Surah, so I, I was just uh, intrigued by the way the board looked. Uh, maybe it was shallow that time. It has a sort of like um, zen type of uh, aesthetics. It's called The Game of the Path. I don't know if you guys have seen it. Um Basically, you have your pawn that is placed on one edge of the board. And then each player, uh, one after the other, lays down a tile in front of his or her own pawn. Each tile has a series of paths that intersect. And once you place down the the tile, then you move your pawn on it up to the edge, the other edge of the tile. So you you put the tile and then you move your little guy across. And then next time it's your turn... You place another tile and, again, you move your guy across the board and you form this net of paths. The problem is that uh, when you start to get too close to other people and other people place tiles that are adjacent to their pawn and your own, first they move their own and then they move your own. So your own pawn ends up being places where you didn't want it to be. The strange thing is that the victory condition is that you had to kick out everybody else from the board. You have to get other people stuck on paths uh, that send them out of the board or just you have to survive until the other people find themselves with tiles that force them to get out of the board. So on one hand, you have this sort of like Zen aspect. It seems all like, oh, you have to follow the path and discover whatever, accept chaos, chaos, try to figure out order through chaos. And on the other hand, it's like, I wanna live longer than you do. And if I can, you know, if I can rush your death, I can make you die earlier, that's better for me. So I don't know really it's not about a theme, but somehow there's this this double component of both uh, be Zen about what happens and but as you are Zen try to stab somebody in the back. And I enjoyed it actually. I enjoyed it. I would have enjoyed it more if out of several games that we played, I managed to be better than second to last. Uh, which is again, in my best games I was second to last. Usually I was last player first to be kicked out by far. I just 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 the type of game that I'm not very proficient at. But still, still I enjoyed the entire the entire idea. For an abstract game, again I mean usually I don't play abstract games, so I was pretty surprised. I managed to play Forgotten Heroes Vietnam, uh, and I have the review coming out soon. I'll try not to say the same thing that I say there, but I have to say, great game. Great game, lock and load system, not the most accessible, the simplest system out there. Requires some commitment to learn, uh, but then it works well. It is very detailed, very thematic. Uh, The action is continuous. There is a system of impulses. Through which the units reveal themselves as they start acting, they also become targets. Uh, very detailed, very nice. I had played, a, I had played the games in the system, and this one had a very interesting uh, twist that other games in the system did not have. And I, I run online, I listen to other podcasts, and not everybody likes this feature, which is event markers. Basically, in some of the scenarios, you're instructed to place a specific event marker on the board. And then the back of the, of the scenario card tells you what happens when people get in the space with the event marker or what happens when you get a line of sight to that event marker. Hmm. But you do not read that, the effect of the event marker, before you start the game. So you start the game with these event markers and you do not know what they do. And you start getting a sense, okay, I need to go to that area to take control of that building. You get a sense of what you want to do. You know, I'm going to send my men in this direction and support from this other part, and this and that. The point is that then you activate the event markers throughout the game and there are things that happen. Uh, For some of these things, you really die to see exactly what happens, to see how it works, and I don't know, I'm, I'm tempted to tell you what these events are, but are things that you do not expect that may modify the victory conditions that will change and alter uh, the situation on the board. So you really get this incredible narrative sense. You know, mm-hmm. the, the game may start as a little bit of a puzzle. I need to get to from point A to point B, and I need to kill this four Viet Cong on my way there. <laughs> Meanwhile, something blows up. As you go there, something else changes. As you go there, you receive an order. And now you have to take a detour to go and rescue somebody. I think it has an incredible balance between, again, the, the abstract, uh, quote-unquote, static sense of, well, there's a space on which I'm moving my, my units and this narrative progression, things that keep happening. And some people are like, yeah, but what happens after you play the game and you know uh, what those events are? Well, some of the events, you still have to roll dice to see how they happen. And depending on how they happen, they can change dramatically. And other events, uh, well, you get to know what they are. There are a lot of games in which you have a schedule of events that you know what happens. You know, turn two, I'm going to get reinforcements. Turn four, I'm going to lose those people. Turn five, I'm going to get this and that. So even after you know it, it just becomes a game with a schedule of events. But the first time that you played, ah, Gee, it was just so refreshing, such an incredible, you know, sense of theme and really being there with things that were happening around you. I just loved it, loved it, loved it. Did Sounds I mention like that? I they could uh, it?
0: Uh, ex- make expansions for that pretty easily. The way you describe
2: uh, that, that's it. another great thing, exactly. They could just release new scenario cards, uh, they could even. Uh, not even maybe an entire full scenario Just very quick expansions with a new list of markets Like play scenario uh, number two But when you get the event Look at these are the table of events sure. And it may really be all sorts of things Like uh, can I would like to tell you what that is Because some of those ideas are just so imaginative And so uh, smart and so uh, exciting But I don't want to spoil things too much and last but not least, of the games that I played recently and I really enjoyed, I started playing Commands and Colors Napoleonics. And I, I enjoyed uh, Ancients very much. You know that, Joel. Um, I didn't get an
0: invite for to uh, well, play a
2: this time. This time I, I played <laughs> in person. Uh, I played in person with a friend of mine, but we should meet online at some point and we can play Napoleonics it is really fun i have to say i like it better than the ancients
0: really okay
2: more more options more uh, more things that you can do on the battlefield you can combine different types of units you can have infantry combining attack with artillery um you can have cavalry uh, doing charges, but then the beautiful thing is that infantry can form squares. That's a maneuver of course, you did not have in Ancient, and there are different types of effects in which, you know, cavalry attacks and square work, squares uh, make your infantry units very hard to take down uh, for enemy cavalry. But if hmm. the cavalry is supported by infantry, then, well, your infantry guys are all there, all... St- happy in their little square then they can just be mowed down by enemy infantry that has more mobility or okay. by enemy guns that just you know firing on that square and that square is completely useless so there is that you remember how, how fun it was in uh, in ancients to see how different types of units can interact in different ways and you still have this here you have certain rifle units better than certain other ones certain people better in melee But not only that, not only do you have units that are usually better than others, you have maneuvers that can make your units temporarily better or temporarily Hmm. worse, which adds that other level. And one last thing that I really love about this is the fact that when you attack, the number of dice that you use uh, decreases with the number of uh, blocks in your units. In Ancients... Uh You have a full unit or a very weak unit, you still roll the same amount of dice. Here, as your unit takes hits, also hits less hard. is less dangerous. And mm-hmm. that adds an entire new dimension because now, you know, in Ancients, if you're between two enemies and one of them has only one block and one of them is still pretty large, you go for the small guy because the small guy can hit just as hard as the as the weak guy. Mm -hmm. Uh, as a small guy. okay. In Napoleonics, uh, what happens is that if you're between a guy that is almost down to zero and a guy that is at full strength, then you have a dilemma. You can go for the small guy, you kill him easily, and you get a point, but then there is a big guy that is going to beat you up next. Or you attack the big guy, so you reduce the threat. Meanwhile, the small guy is going to run away. And you lose the point. So basically, you are faced with the dilemma between am I going to attack to gain points Hmm. or to reduce threats. Whereas in Ancients, the two things go together. It's a no-brainer because there's a unit that reduces the threat and gives me point. If I kills it, I'll go for that one.
0: Well, either way, it sounds like I'll be equally bad at both. Is it the well? Compl- we'll
2: see. Let us get together on Vassal <laughs> and we can see. And then we won't tell
0: anybody about the results <laughs> of our games. I promise. Great. Yeah, that sounds awesome. And you, Joel? Uh, what have you yeah. been doing? I have been playing the heck out of Hawaii lately. It's a new game from Real. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: Uh, it's. Uh, I just. I've only had a chance to play it two player, and I'm excited to play it with more. Uh, it's fun two player, but. uh it's it's a weird little game. It's, I'm not going to even try to explain it. I'll I'll definitely do a review on it. But it's sort of a worker placement thing where you kind of travel around instead of like actually placing the worker. You have one worker that you move from place to place and you've got to pay these little feet tokens. They're actually these little wooden feet depending on how far you move. And then you get you build up sort of like a little tableau of buildings and things. It's it's it's, it's really funky and really different the the
1: board looked really weird for that one i remember uh, mm-hmm. i was i i you know, it, it's like oh, okay it's a rio grand game it's new euro i'll take a look and i i, I hate to be this guy but sometimes like, i'll just look at the board mm-hmm. per game and if it just looks uninspiring i'll just be like well okay i'll just put that on my i'll check it out sometime when i have some time to read some rules or whatever but right. I, I don't know
0: it it, it didn't
1: I'm sh- like you said, it's, it's a fun game, but man, I just yeah. there's something about that board that just did not grab me at all.
0: Well, it's variable. There's basically like a, a ring around the outside. That's basically the score track, and then it has like a little beach area that you can place your worker on. But then in the inside, there's these 10 rectangles that you randomly place out each game. So each rectangle will give you different buildings or uh, tiles, and then you're going to randomly put like prices on them. And so and you always start from the bottom left and work your way up. Well, like I said before, where you travel from like basically, you know, rectangle to rectangle, the certain rectangles will be farther away. So in this game, this building that gives you extra fruit or feet, maybe be at the top of the board. So it's going to cost you more to get there this turn because at the beginning of each turn, you start back at the beach. So it's kind of randomizes it that way. So you don't always go to, uh, you know, the same thing every turn. And then if you if you played Vikings, you have um it's sort of like that where you grab a tile or building and then you move it over to your little realm and you build these rows of uh of buildings and things, and then they only score if you go uh to the right. If you haven't played Vikings, you won't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but it uses that element from Vikings, which is
2: have you cool. have you ever played
0: Giants? No, I haven't played that or Cyclades or anything. I from what
2: what is say it's kinda of, kinda of reminds Clotties, really? No
0: No, no. Oh, man. Yeah, I know. I hang my head in shame.
2: Yeah, I I play Ciglottis and I play Giants and I I enjoy Giants, strange enough, for a game, again, that is so about resources and managing and using your workers well and bidding games where there is anything to bid about. I'm just a disaster. Uh, Yeah, that's... You may want to take a look at it.
0: Yeah, well, both those games are on my wish list, so to speak. It's just, you know, only so much time in the day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I got finally got uh, Last Will to the table. Uh, really like that. I want to try that some more. I was really surprised by that. I may have mentioned Surprisingly that. good. Yeah. Surprisingly good. I mean, like I said, I didn't expect...
1: Well, I did a review, and and I yeah. you know I, I, I was intrigued by the theme, but I was just I figured it would just be a yet another Euro, you know, and just, but um, it it it's a game that rewards repeated plays. You start recognizing cards that work well with each other. You start recognizing strategies that you worked for either you or somebody else, and you get to pursue mm-hmm. those. That's a, it's just a it's it's I think the sheer number of of different ways that you can, uh, bankrupt yourself, uh, make that game a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely want to try that again. Um, what else have I been playing? Oh, Orin Labore some more. Really, really liking that game. Uh, what else did I play? I guess that's about it. Um, Walnut Grove and Friday, you know, I did reviews of those really like Walnut Grove, even though the rule book is atrocious.
3: <laughs> um,
0: but, uh, yeah, that's pretty much what I've been playing. Not not as much as I have been lately this last week or so. But
1: Oh, that would be a great topic. Really bad rule books. We should write that down.
0: Ooh. Yeah, yeah, that um, is a good yeah. topic. <laughs> well, this rule book great isn't... It game, no... games, horrible rule books. Yeah, well, this rule book wasn't really bad. It's just really ambiguous in like four or five places. And I played it right except for one... You know, going back on it, it's not major, but it, it, it's like, you know, the game experience is pretty much the same, but this idiosyncratic little way you move the pawn is, I've played it backwards, but anyway, I still like it. It's yeah. a good game, but it has, there's, there's a pain there because even after reading the rule book and having the rule explained to me by somebody on the internet, I was still like, no, I think it still says this, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so speaking of, uh, disappointment. I guess I will jump into our first category of game that we dislike slash hate. Hate is such a strong word. I don't think I hate any game. Uh I well well maybe this first game. I, I think I actually do hate <laughs> this game. So what we're gonna do is the first we're each going to pick a game that we hate, we dislike, that we pretty sure everybody else dislikes. And then we're gonna go into a game that we used to like, used to love in my case, but now despise. And then we each pick, or have picked a game that we don't like, but for some reason the rest of you do like it. <laughs> and there's going to be disagreement between the three of us, I'm pretty sure, on some of these. So uh, we'll see. We'll have some fun with this. Uh, the first game that I don't like, that I'm pretty sure if people have played it they won't like, I don't think a lot of people have played it, is called Poo the Card Game. And <laughs> it, it, the title is pretty appealing. Yeah. Poo the, and I think that I, I played this at my, my friendly local game shop and I think it was a weekend and we were waiting for people or something. And the owner of the shop, Lance knows him. <laughs> uh, Tom brings out the, uh, he's like, let's play this. And I'm like, uh. the game is called poop. <laughs> Why would I want to play this game? <laughs> Obviously it's going to be horrible. And so we played it, and it's just total random, take that, you know, stab your neighbor to the left kind of thing. And it's just total garbage. And it's one of those games that, like, and this sounds really harsh, and I know that there's somebody did artwork for this and spent a lot of time on it, and apparently somebody spent time on the cards and the design. I'm not sure about this part of it. But it's just, like, why was this game published? (laughs) Like, (laughs) who is this for? And then, then I think to myself, okay, if you're drunk and you're playing this game, then fine, but... This one of the things is just like, why is this wasting space on shelf in some game store? So I think I actually do hate this game. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's not a game that a lot of people played. I'd say if you see this game, don't even try it. You're going to go, oh, you, the only credit I have is I can say, hey, guess what? I played Pooh the Card Game once, you know? <laughs> there should you be know? a micro badge for that on the Geek. Yes, there, yes. There <laughs> might. Yeah, there, I wonder if there is a micro badge for the game at all. You I bet there it. is. Go buy it. Do it now. I'll make one. Yeah, actually, I'll buy it after. <laughs> Let me see. So Joel is now looking at the geek, going to poo the card game, which he is rated a 1, which on one, only one other game at the end of the episode he's rated a 1 will be showing. But I don't see any micro badges. I may make one
1: sign it sign it sign it I hate Poo the Guard game that should be the the, the, the microphone I survived a full game of Poo the card
2: game
0: <laughs> yes do it I will no I will I get some time uh, next next week or so if I'm not busy actually playing fun games maybe I'll maybe I'll do that
1: awesome all right, well, I'll step in here and I'm going to uh, talk about, um, a game, uh, and, and I'm going to cheat a little bit because, um, uh, when I, when I played this, like the very first time, um, I, I obtained, um, some measure of, of enjoyment out of the situation. But, um, upon further review, I realized that, uh, what I was playing was, was, was just complete garbage. Um, I I picked up and this is before I actually became a a real board gamer. Um I remember I I when picking up uh RPG supplies at uh at my only uh game store in town, uh, I saw uh this game and uh and it was it was well it was Munchkin and I and I saw it and I was like, "Well, that looks that looks interesting. What is that?" and and I asked the guy behind the counter and and he said, "Oh, you know, and uh it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a card game and and it's 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 just lots of lots of it's it's a beer and pretzels game you you just lots of screaming and yelling at the card at the at the table it's just a just a heck of a lot of fun and there's a lot of funny cards and it's just a really good time and i was just like oh you know oh okay you know whatever and, and i just kind of put that in the back of my head you know and then and then uh, at some point i don't know what it was i was i was shopping online at some place, and I, I remember the guy. I remember the, him mentioning that game, and I, and I went and I looked, and it was, it was like on Buy. dot com or Amazon or something like that, and I threw it into an order that I put together, and I, so I got this box with these cards, and and uh and i and i and i brought it out uh one time with my if i can give and 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 we played it and i remember being amused uh by the rules because and then like and any any time when the rules when like they say um any ambiguities uh found in these rules or something like that um uh that you can't come to a conclusion should be uh should be determined. Uh, the the, what, the the rules answer the rules should be determined by a loud argument uh, uh, containing all the players at the table. I mean that that's what that's what the and you know whoever whoever yells the loudest basically gets their way. That was kind of like the and I remember like oh ha 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 that's funny oh, <laughs> and I and then and then and then we played the game and then I realized that no that's 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 true. Because there was all kinds of things where cards, where you didn't know if they worked against each other, or if you didn't really understand, like, oh, if I put this card down first, will this card affect that, or will this card do this? And and the thing is, is that... You know, I'm sitting here. and I'm saying I hate this game, and 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 the vast majority of people that are on Board Game Geek will agree with me. They'll they'll say yes. It's just it's 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 a very dull game. There are no decisions to be made. Um, it's 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 a, got a totally horrible gang up on the leader problem. Where you know because you play to like ten or fifteen or whatever like levels technically your character gets for killing monsters, and as soon as anybody gets close to that, it just becomes everybody. Bashes on that guy to knock that guy down until like somebody else gets further ahead and then their way bashes on that guy. And so it's just like this, it just, it's a a mechanism that that's there just to basically extend the length of the game and, and and to make that your, your, your time in hell uh, that much longer. (laughs) And, 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 and and, and until finally, like you, you somebody just manages to do it because they, they, they drew like three or four cards that work perfectly that just allow them to like, uh kill a monster at a point kill a monster or something like that and they play these cards in a row and then and then after you get done you're like you're you're not really upset because you're just so happy you're done playing the game that that you don't realize it until real and then like somebody brings it up again and then you're like wait a minute i I, did we have fun playing the game and then like you realize no it's it's garbage (laughs) you know and, and 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 I don't even know what happened to my copy of the game, honestly. I think somebody asked me to loan it to them uh, for some reason, and so I did. And then, like, I remember they they went off and they bought a bunch of expansions for it. Because there's, like, 7 billion expansions for it now. Mm -hmm. And, And they went off and they bought a bunch. And then, like, he had gone to the trouble of, like, writing his initials on the cards that were part of the expansion, you know, so he could separate them. And then I was just like, you know what, dude, just just keep my copy. I, I said I don't I don't Are you sure? And I was like, I'm I'm absolutely one hundred percent positive. Just just keep it, do whatever. And I don't even I mean, I don't even know who that guy is anymore. I mean, it was just some guy that was like kind of a fringe person of our gaming group and and for all I know he's having a ton of fun with it and, and he's gonna hear this maybe and, and just like, Oh, it's my favorite game But mm-hmm. you know, and but the thing is is that that game keep steve jackson games afloat if you ever like because they're like a like whenever they do their 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 year-end release of their financials they it's like it's like 80 percent of their sales is is munchkin i mean who's buying this game <laughs> yeah
2: i mean at my friendly local game store there's a large section that is you know devoted to munchkin and munchkin impossible and munchkin this and munchkin that and i I was curious. I was almost going to try it at some point. Thank you for for the warning. Thank you for the catch. But, yeah, and also remember that uh, uh, Stevie Jackson had sent out this message now that he's preparing. I don't know if he finished preparing the super crazy deluxe version of Ogre, uh, the, the re-release mm, of the classic yes, yes. game with some sort of, like, gigantic miniatures and all sorts of crazy things, so super expensive. And he did write that oh, we can afford these things, that it's going to be a complete financial loss just for the fun of it because we can keep afloat thanks to Munchkin. Basically, at least there is this thing that he's reinvesting uh, the money that he gets from Munchkin to oh, and I, and I'll buy that project over. that are they're, they're more you know, aesthetically innovative, daring, but they're financially
1: doomed. Yeah, I mean I'll buy that ogre design when it when it finally comes out. I mean that's uh I, I, I look forward to that. That's one of my favorite uh old school games uh back mm-hmm. when I was a lot younger. But um and I guess I guess technically if Munchkin made it so that game got produced, then I guess it can't be completely horrible. But <laughs> I just I, I you know and I same thing I'll, I'll walk in there's one store in my hometown that that, that still sells a, a board games and they'll have they have like ten random euros and then they have like seventy different sets of Munchkin and there's always somebody in there buying it i mean it doesn't matter when i go in and it's just like i watch him and i want to just walk up to him and grab him and shake him and just why <laughs>
3: uh-huh.
1: <laughs> you know, they, you're you're blowing all your money on this game you i mean you could you could be playing anything else besides this this is garbage what are you playing Yo know, but you know, just whatever i guess people are gonna like what they're gonna like and i can't do what i, I can only do, what, do so much
3: but what's
1: mm-hmm. your fate what's your what's your what's what's what's, what's your game uh, marco
2: my game is Bloodsuckers, which everybody that I know and I played it with completely hates. Um, I see some people online are posting more mild and understanding reviews, and I'm glad that they're enjoying it. I know that in my game, uh, I wanted to. I wanted to make a review. I played it once, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is like ah, what's the point?" And my my group also said, yeah, what's, what's the point of playing this game? But you know, I played it only once. I wanted to make a review, and I was like, well, I can't base a review on one play. I don't think I, I probably didn't get the game. The game looks like crazy, pointless, completely random. So random that even re- when you win, you don't find any satisfaction because you realize it wasn't you winning; it was just the completely random system of events. Mm, yeah, yeah. I mean, there were times in which there was uh, blood sacrifices about this confrontation between humans and vampires that are fighting to take control of locations in this town, and so you fight a series of battles one after the other. And the only thing that changes from battle to battle is the size of the battle and the length of the battle. Otherwise, they're just, you're playing the, game, the same battle over and over again. There's no difference, for example, a location that works in a different way. And uh, each of these battles uh, scores independently. And you basically play cards to annul the effects that other people have played. And there were times in which I saw my opponents that were playing certain incredibly smart combos of cards. I was like, oh, that's great. That's masterful. And I would just draw a lame card, play it, boom. And that annulled the incredible strategies they had created. I felt that. I felt like you should have won this. It doesn't make any sense. you know? It wasn't meritocratic. And after the first game that we played, I had this sense of, like, this game really seems completely random and pointless. Um, But I thought, you know what, maybe we didn't get it. Maybe we need to play it more. And my group kindly agreed to try it again. The second game, we had more strategy. Yes, we started creating very powerful combo, but we were still defeated by randomness. They were like, oh, see, we're getting there. We have more combos. I think we, we can we can you know dominate randomness here. Let's try it again. And after like five times of doing this, my group were like, dude, you leave the game you leave the group or or we leave. I mean we can't keep playing this. This is like <laughs> we can't do it. I was like, okay, I I I surrender. It is the game, or we really at that point I was like, either really is the game completely random entirely. It's just no point in playing these cards if you cannot really do anything. Uh, or it takes so many plays to play that a game that requires, you know, four, five hours, six hours of commitment, six, seven plays before you, you warm up to it and you figure it out. That's too much for me. Mm. There are just so many games that are fun out of the box, or the second time that you play them, I don't see mm. uh, too much fate. You know, I, I don't need this huge commitment of fade in a game that uh, everybody in my group is just not enjoying. It feels repetitive. It feels random. Thematically, vampire versus humans. I just wonder how can you mess that up, right? Because I mean, unless you're well, you have you have glee glit- wait footnote unless you have <laughs> glittering vampires and, and, and you know what I'm talking about how can you mess it up and yet yeah. in this game you have vampires that hunt during the days humans that can use cards that produce sunlight at oh, wait, midnight
0: wait, wait wait back up a minute you said okay. you have vampires that can hunt during the day yep Yeah. Right. because
2: each, each battle lasts 24 hours and during the, the day <laughs> the humans have a slight advantage
0: and a during slight. the night, the
2: vampires, but the vampires are still going out. There must be, I don't know what kind of sun protection they're wearing. <laughs> SPF 1000. <laughs> exactly. But there is yeah. that is a card that the humans can play at any time, including at night, which is sunlight. And the illustration of the card is basically there are holes on the roof of a building. So you imagine that the human just shot a shotgun at the roof and there are sun rays coming through it. You can play that again each battle lasts twenty four hours and each turn is a couple of hours. You can play that at midnight, boom
3: hmm.
2: unless this is like the North Pole that doesn't make any sense, even thematically, just the game does not come together. It just i some like playing this card yeah. and you play another card and that's it and there's no bigger you know no bigger plan around it. I can even tolerate again m- messed up rules and randomness if there is some theme like in Tomb, for example. But the theme doesn't work, the, 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 the mechanics are just completely random, I just don't, don't see the point.
0: Well, you know it's definitely a bad game if it almost broke up your game group. <laughs>
2: yeah, well, it, almost, it almost broke up my bones, because the group was pretty, it was pretty, you <laughs> know... They were all together. It was a co-op game. You know, so sort the of co-op game with the, with the infiltrator, it was me. I was the enemy <laughs> in the group. Everybody else, they, they really kind of you know, got together against the common enemy. It was me and the game. So one of us had to leave, either me or the game. So, the game. so,
1: so what happened to the game then?
2: Oh, it has been sitting on my shelf uh, ever since. That long attempt to, quote-unquote, understand the game until I had to give up. It has been on my four-trade list uh, since. Yeah, I wonder <laughs> why, after my review, nobody wants to, <laughs> nobody wants my game. This it. supposed to be coffee.
0: That's too good. All right, should we move into the second category? Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, I'll start off again, I guess. We'll just keep going in circles. Or we can go in reverse turn order if we want to be... Ooh, re-
1: round so. robin. Have, have Marco oh. Oh, do, do his.
0: Okay, all right. We'll do power grid style.
1: All right, I used to like, and I cannot play
2: anymore, Settlers of Catan.
0: Hmm. Mm. Settlers of
2: Catan, it's...
0: Explain I, yourself. I, I will. No, I, I agree with memories, you. I have memories, actually. I mean, actually,
2: <laughs> Settlers of Catan, I understand the historical significance. It is the game that launched Eurogames in the US. It is a game that brought me back to play games. So I cannot be, you know, without a certain level of gratitude. Uh, I just it was a period of my life in which I hadn't played games for years. I was very career oriented, working very hard, feeling guilty uh, anytime that I did anything that had to do with a hobby or you know free time. I felt I like, always ah, maybe I can do something else that will pay off later in my crazy academic career. Uh, and one day a student of mine told me, you play games, right? I had not played a game in like 10 years. Uh, like, How did you know that I used to play games and to love it? Oh, you just look like a gamer to me, <laughs> which, by the way, teaches me that you can take a gamer out of the games, but you cannot take the games out of a gamer. But uh, And she was like, oh, well, you know we have a group and we play at night. Some undergrad students were like, well, I wanted to join us one night and I went there and they played this Sons of Catan that I really enjoyed because it was the first game that I was playing in years. I guess that anything I would have played at that point I would just been so in love with. I <laughs> immediately ran and bought a copy. I even managed to convince my wife to play it um, and for, I would say, for two years it was pretty much the only game that I played. Now, true, I played a game only every two or three months, but it was that one. And I was still not feeling, you know, comfortable committing to a hobby, so I was still playing it from time to time, but it was always sellers. And at the beginning, I enjoyed it, and then there were so many other times in which the randomness of it would just drive me crazy. And I, I'm i okay with randomness that forces me to lose to an extent, again, as long as I have had fun before. But there are so many times in which I was just sitting there because I had been an idiot placing my initial major uh, settlements and I was not getting resources and I saw the people trading things and building stuff and I was getting a card, you know, when other people were getting a four or five. And the point is there were cases in which you almost were not allowed to play or you were not allowed to do nearly as much as the people did. And I have friends that said, oh, there's still other things that you can do where you're going to get resources. But I still had to figure out what those are. Um, so I just got tired, burned out, because that was the only game that was played, and then kind of like tired by um, the overall limited amount of options, and that after the board sells in a certain way, people start building roads around you. Maybe again, I play with people that just play that cutthroat thing, but uh, I just felt the options were a little too limited to keep me interested and then I started playing also other games, and the interest for settlers faded quickly. But I would say the main factors might be just being burned out from playing it too much.
0: Yeah, I think I'm the same way with that game. Uh, it was a game I played you know, a long time ago, and then I've since sort of moved on to better games. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think there are better games for that sort of gateway. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, that's an interesting, interesting, interesting game, because it has like a lot of sentimental value for a lot of people. Yeah, myself included, and mm-hmm. I will play it on a very rare occasion. But you know, halfway through the game, I think I've just played it so much that it's like ah, I just get sick of it. <laughs> yeah. and, and and I have um, you know, basically kind of two groups of gamers I play with: one with really seasoned gamers, and then one with some family members. And I didn't introduce them to Settlers because I was sick of it at this point already, but, and then, you know, we went through some of the other, uh, gateway games, and then I introduced them to settlers and they didn't like it either. They were like, huh, oh, know, I'm not getting any cards. I'm not getting any resources. You know, you you screwed mm-hmm. me on my road, the road placement. And I was like, you know, I, we skipped settlers because there's so many other games that are better for gateway. And now it's like it served its purpose and there's no reason to go backwards, so to speak. But mm-hmm. But I, I, I hate to say that because it's like that was the game that like you know that he was that was Elvis Presley Eurogame. So. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah.
3: yeah.
2: Um, I don't want to sound disrespectful again with the right. elders, with the previous you know, generation. I understand their role as founders, but right, exactly. Like, we cannot just you know stay around the foundations all the time. We need to move on.
1: Mm-hmm. I think I remember reading an interview uh, with Klaus. Tuber or Teuber or whatever Mm -hmm. however you pronounce it, the, the designer of Settlers and he, like the game was in production for ever, it was something that he had been working on and working on and working on and it, and it and like his end goal uh was <clears throat> to make uh the perfect board game i mean which is you know ridiculous i mean that's but and but i mean that was literally what what he wanted to create he wanted to create uh, the the game that was and I, I mean and once again we're talking about you know uh, germany and we're talking about how you know board games are seen um as are much more part of their daily life than they are uh on, on on this side of, of the ocean but and like his goal was i think to make uh like the best family board game you possibly could something that's accessible and and you touched on that you know like the group that is more or family member oriented and i think i think it still has that that niche i think it still i think it still fits that family group because um, I have a copy of the game. It's still in shrink and it sits on my shelf. I've never opened it. I've played the game uh, and I, but but I've told myself, I don't know why I I have it. I just, I I don't think I'll ever open it. I don't, I don't think I'll ever personally play it, but I've played the game and I played it with like my, with my parents and they really like it. I mean, they just, they think it's really cool. I mean, basically because they're still getting that whole, um, I've never played a game like this, Mm
3: -hmm, mm
1: -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. feeling, feeling from Mm -hmm. it. And, and uh, you know, I don't, I don't hate the game, uh, but, and, and and the thing is I'll, I'll gladly play it, but I won't gladly play it. Like you said, I won't gladly play it with, with, um, with my gaming group just because it's, you know, it's just not, it's, it's, just because a game was innovative at one point doesn't mean that we owe it anything i think it's right. is, is is what i'm what i think is the point and 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 but you have to respect the fact that you know i can when i can sit down and play with my you know 64 year old mom and, and and she just is like ecstatic about how cool it is then you know i mean i i, I appreciate that about the game
0: well one just quick tidbit there um when toiver was trying to make the game it, it was that game, and then a game called Lone Hers and then the third game, and I can't remember what it was. And it, at one point, it was like one giant game, sort of like a, you know the Gyp series. And uh, just a quick plug because I can't plug the game enough. Uh, Lone hers is a the worst fan- game ever. Fantastic game. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's all I'm gonna say. Is it is by far much much better than Settlers of Catan. You need to play it with four people. But that's all I'm going to say. I just wanted to plug that in there because I do it every opportunity I can. But Mm -hmm. anyway, so it's he actually had elements of both uh, Lonehurst and Settlers uh, sort of mixed together, I guess, at some point. And then, you know, Settlers came one way and Lonehurst went the other. But that game is brilliant. And they remade it as Domain. And I haven't played Domain, but they changed the mechanic. and. I'm not going to play domain because they changed the mechanic. Anyway, starting to go off track. So let's, uh, let's go to Lance's, uh, pick.
1: Uh, the game that I, I used to, uh, greatly enjoy playing, but, uh, I, I won't touch with a stick now. Um, uh, my game that I, I chose for this is, is dominion. And, um, and and the reason is is pretty simple. I mean, uh, Dominion. I remember like the first time, if you could encapsulate the the the, the feeling. Um, it seems like the vast majority of people, uh, felt like the first time they played Dominion, the first time they took all the cards out and they, and they set up that opening, uh, group, uh, of cards that, uh, that, that the game suggests that you start off with, you know, that first, very first time and, and the first time you ever got that hand full of, full of the, the, the estates and, and copper and, um, and you're looking at those cards, and you're just trying to grasp everything. And then you and you you say, "Oh, I guess you know, I'll 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 buy a village," you know. And then and then like and then it was the next person, and they oh market or whatever. And and it slowly and all of a sudden you're like, "Oh, I, I shuffle these cards, and now I draw them, and you're looking at them, and like that very first time you ever play that game, you're like, and you get done, and you're just like." My, you know, that was that was amazing. You know, you, you just and you, you know, and you, you don't have any idea what you're doing at that point. You don't understand what trashing your card is. You don't understand what you, what you, your goal is. You don't understand that you're trying to like, you know, you, the, the the concept of buying money is just ridiculous to you. You know, you just and and you immediately wanted to play it again, and then and then you immediately wanted to play it again, and and you immediately wanted to play it again. And the thing is, is that. I, I I love the game. I used to play that a lot. Um, it it kind of took um, my my friends and my, my group by storm, and uh, we we uh, grabbed it and we digested it and and we had a ton of fun. And then intrigue came. And intrigue might have been like at the time, at least in my opinion, like the best reinvention of of, of the game because dominion was 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 very i mean there were there were the, there was the witch you know that you could use to curse people with but uh other than that you know there, there wasn't anything that you really were doing to hurt anybody you know the, i guess they had the militia cartoon now i'm thinking about it but there wasn't a lot of ways to to actually be detrimental to the other people it was another one of those games where you're just building up your own uh deck or your own engine or whatever trying to win the game and trying to do it faster than the other players and then intrigue came out and it had all these cards that actually were messing. With each other, and you and you had all these abilities now to, to you know, take cards from people, and 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 to make people just you know discard cards out of their hand and things like that, and and it, and it, you know, and, and and in in a way, intrigue just by itself was a better game in my opinion than, than mm-hmm. Dominion was. I mean, just because it had had so much more going on, and right there with Dominion and Dominion Intrigue, I thought that was like with uh, the combination of those two games was just. Perfect, and and I and I played hundreds of, of the, the game. I never really got bored of it. I mean, usually when you play lots of games, oh, I don't like it anymore. Why? Well, because I played it to death. I still always enjoyed that because it was just something fun. But now, I it's like I have I still have people in my game group that are still. Dominion files, and they just pick up everything they possibly can for Dominion. They 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 picked up every single expansion, every single promo card, and now it's just this big bloated mass of a game. That for me, the the, the the thing that was awesome about Dominion was the fact that it was it was it 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 had depth to it, but it didn't have. It didn't make me have to sit there and think about the strategies before I even started playing the game. I'm like, okay, I'm going to need to do this. I'm going to need to do that. If I'm going to have a shot at winning, I need to do this. And once you started adding Alchemy and Seaside and – and I don't even remember. I don't even know what the names of them all now, like Cornucopia and – Prosperity, Prosperity yeah. and then there's probably another one coming out. And I understand what the why why they're doing that because it's a license to print money. I mean, it's just like you know, you put that out. It's it's, it's like a rock band that that, that is just uh, uh, able to cash in on on and on, on just putting out an album because they know there's five hundred thousand fans that are going to pick up pick up the record without even listening to a single track, and they know right. they're going to make their money um real grand games has to know that all they have to do is just put a bunch of cards in a box and and put dominion on it and they they know they're going to sell thousands of copies and it's just it's it's not for me anymore everything about the game that i that i liked and that made me fall in love with it just doesn't exist anymore and and i guess i could just continue playing dominion and dominion intrigue but you know the people that i play with want to play it with everything else they want to throw everything in and And I just, it's, it's, it, 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 like the, like the, like the band name Poppli itself. It's just, you know, Dominion eventually just got crushed under its own weight and for me. And I just, I I can't play it anymore. It's just not fun.
0: Lance, I'm I'm in 100% agreement with everything you said. I've played Dominion. I've played Dominion Intrigue. I've played... All the expansions up to Prosperity. I haven't played Hinterlands or Cornucopia. No, no, I played Cornucopia once because I was forced to. But, um, but yeah, it's like you take that, that essence, that core element of you've got sort of certain strategies where, you know, you, you get a nice thin deck, you get a nice deck where you're drawing lots of cards, you get a deck full of money, all that stuff. And you really and you get the interactivity of Intrigue, and you've got a nice game. But then you start adding all these other cards, and they all kind of basically do the same thing as what you already have. Like you've got a village, and then, I don't know, a walled village, and a blacksmith village. And, you know, it's like, well, this is the same as a village, but it's just this slightly bit different. And, you know, it's and I know that, you know, like Seaside, you could take a card out, and then it came back in. But it was like, whatever, it's just an extra card. It's just yeah, adding these, like, layers that didn't necessarily need to be there. Ooh, but but you get actual
1: coins or whatever with prosperity, right? Right. Yeah. Well, you get
0: the little victory point. uh, If you play a card, you get a victory point that doesn't go in your deck. You know, it's a victory point that you put on a mat. Yeah. And and it's not. It's just like it's like rehashing the same thing over and over and over and over again. And that I think that it that diminished it for me as well. And I actually got rid of Dominion and Dominion Intrigue because, you know, I've got the same deal in my group. I've got uh, like two people that. They have every Dominion thing ever and when they come they usually only play Dominion. And it's like Alright. Anyway, and, and, yeah. and
1: it is, doesn't it just look sad? They're all sitting there over at that table and they're all
0: just Well, no, because they're and, having and, a great time, so... And, no, and, but but yeah. they, but
1: for me, it, they they don't look like they're having fun. They're just sitting there, and they're they're just they're not talking to each other, and they're just sitting there with that little deck of cards, and, and, and yeah. you know. And I just I I don't know. I just I used to be able to sit in my garage during the summer and play Dominion and uh, with my friends while drinking beer, and we just and we just listening to you know bad radio and mm-hmm. and listening to Coast to Coast uh, up all you know, on uh, with. Uh, what is it? What is that guy's name? Uh, not Art Bell because he doesn't do it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But you listen, listen to Coast to Coast and listen to yeah. the crazies call in and talk about psychic vampires and what have you. And right. and uh, but yeah, I mean, and so I, Dominion gave me great memories, and I and I and I treasure those. But now it's just like I watch people and they play it, and it's just so serious and just. Oh, I just got to make sure I make the best efficient deck possible. I can, I, maybe I can win this game in four rounds. You know,
0: just, oh, well, here's an interesting concept. And I, and I want to, I want to get a quick, uh, before I talk about my game, uh, get your guys' opinion on it. So, like with Dominion players and with Magic players, and it's also some similarities I see with people that play like World of Warcraft and stuff. Um, it's almost like they get a game and they get one game. And they just, want to, they just want to play that game only, and that's the only thing they ever want to play. They want to get every little piece of nook and cranny for that game. And it's like they have this, like, committed relationship with, like, this one thing. And I don't quite get I mean, I, I do get it because it's sort of an OCD thing, I think, where, you know, I've got OCD with I've got to try every new dang thing out there or whatever or find every old thing I can find. But this OCD is, like, very focused and... And to the exclusion of, you know, other things in life, it seems to me, it's just weird. not weird. I'm I'm, I'm not trying to sound like I'm judging them. But it's interesting to me that they would go so hard down the path of like, I just want Dominion or I just want to play World of Warcraft all the time. I don't want to try anything new in my gaming. It's just like, why? Yeah, which which I also find kind of like intimidating.
2: I mean, I have two friends that play Warhammer and they invited mm-hmm. me and another friend to sort of like this demonstration of Warhammer. They would teach us Warhammer, but so, to pull you really... in,
0: to suck you into their world. <laughs> but, no, seriously, but, it's like no,
2: exactly. But it's a know, cult. they were doing it very well-meaning. Like, let's show our friends the beauty of what do we do. You know, maybe they will uh-huh. see the light. <laughs> But and they had a room, they have a room that has the Warhammer Room with this gigantic table that have built with you know the the grass and all the miniatures, and there are shelves all around the room full with miniatures. I have no idea how many thousands they must have. But the point is that my friend and I, that we're trying to be the novices in this, we realized that we're just so far behind, you know, that we could devote an hour a night a month playing and it would still be seen as oh the poor kid that i just thought you know first first grader in in a bunch of phd's you know against a bunch of phd students Still, it was almost discouraging hmm. seeing there was already that cult so developed with people that had invested so many hundreds or thousands of hours uh you know, in dollars. a way, it's like yeah. dollars. Correct, too. <laughs> uh, it, almost what happens sometimes with comic books. This is why you know the DC has to reboot their universe every like fifteen years or so.
0: Right, right, because right. Because
2: only the old, the old guard of readers can keep up with the plots because they become too combative. There's too much background. Right. And then they restart it, and that is when they draw in new blood and new and new players. So, um, again, I just. I did not dislike playing Warhammer that night. I just felt intimidated by the entire world of Warhammer around me.
0: Yeah, it's almost like there's a threshold with a game like Warhammer or Magic where you get enough into it that one day you cross a threshold that you're so far into it that like <laughs> you can't you, come back, you can't get out because you'll feel like you're, you'll suddenly wake up and realize, well, wow, I wasted an entire year or whatever it is of my life, and then you don't want to admit, you don't want to realize that for yourself <laughs> and admit that. And you pay and,
2: more minutes just to, to, to yeah, yeah, to drag yourself in deeper denial.
0: Because I have no problem, like you know, I've got a lot of board games or whatever, but I'll sell them and or trade them because it's like, okay, I've had my time. Uh-huh. It's not like the collection is unified as a, as a cohesive org like whole. It's like they're all just you know permutations off of. Everything. Well yeah, and sometimes you
3: know I do
2: receive messages from viewers on my videos that are a little skeptical, like, wait a second. You reviewed this game positively a year ago, and now you're trading it. How can we trust you? That's a year ago I loved it, and I played it, and then ever since I played it to death, and now I feel it's time to to on to something else. It doesn't mean that, you know, oh, I yeah. need to add a, to add another video, say now I changed my mind. No, probably I didn't change my mind about the game. I think I probably still think it's excellent. I just think that I like to keep my collection
3: moving.
0: Right, yeah. I and mean, you, you might have a game... Uh... Uh, what did I just get rid of? Oh, uh, Attila. It's an older game, but I got rid of it just because the group that I, I love that game, but it's like it's not going to see any table time anymore because mm-hmm. I'm re- I'm really the main fan of the game. Another game would be Midgard. Um, well, that's a little different because another guy in the group has the game, and then my other group doesn't like it. So, but yeah. It's, it's
1: is, is, you're, you're finding it tough to sell games, Joel. Because I mean, I remember. I mean, I sell games a lot, and I, I get rid of them. It makes it so it's it's difficult for me because it's just like sometimes it's like I'll I'll say, well, because I've been I've been trying to get my collection down to around 200 games. I mean, yeah. I when I when I got over 500, I said this is ridiculous. I'm never going to play all these. I need to sell some of these off, right. and and then. Uh, So I try to keep. I'm trying to get my thing, but every time I walk in, I'm like, "Well, I should sell this." And I say to myself, "Well, yeah, but I might play it." And then, but then I'm like, "No, you're not going to play that." You know, it's like, it's you know, it's like I have games that haven't seen my table in two years, but I can't. I sometimes I have a lot of trouble pulling the trigger. And and like selling it like I mean like Last Night on Earth it's like one of the it's it's probably like the best like zombie game out there you know as far as thematically and and just you know it's it's a fun game it hits my table maybe once a year is it still worth it for me to keep on my shelf or should I sell it for like the twenty five dollars that I can get somebody to pay me for it it's I you know I have trouble deciding that making
0: that decision yeah it's mm-hmm. a great question and I don't know what the frequency is I mean I'm sure it's different for everybody but. Once yeah. a year doesn't sound too bad, but I mean, as soon as those words leave my mouth, I'm like, mm, that doesn't <laughs> <okay."> <laughs> you're going to regret that. <laughs> but yeah, I'm mean, yeah, a game, uh, yeah. the Ares Project, that uh, I think I've played like four times, and it's one of my favorite games. And, but I'm, I swear to you, I will never play that game with either group here, but I'm keeping it to take to a convention and hopefully find somebody that will play with me once or twice mm-hmm. more in my life.
1: My wife mm-hmm. just bought me that game for uh, for Valentine's Day.
0: Oh, your wife huh. sounds great. <laughs> yeah, she's she's pretty amazing. So. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's uh, well, let's not talk about Erich's project, but I like it. <laughs> okay,
1: what's 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 the game that you uh, you used to love but now now you hate?
0: Oh, and it breaks my heart to say it. It's Modern Art, which is a Reiner Knizia auction game.
1: Well, you had me at Reiner Knizia because I can't like I, I don't enjoy anything that guy's.
0: The thing well, that, that guy's made, so... That's another episode, I think, Lance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh it's a pure, pure auction game. He's got a few. And actually, lately, just a quick dig- diversion, we've been playing a lot of Raw uh, lately, which I've become uh, more in love with that game. But we actually started picking up Modern Art uh maybe about a month ago and playing that. And I've really grown to despise everything about that game. And... <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, we played it with an old group of mine that uh, it was like the first, maybe not the first, but one of the first like auction auction games that we played. So it was this kind of like, you know, period of discovery, similar to what Marco was talking about, Settlers of Catan. It was like, oh, you can, you can drive up the price and you kind of bluff people and say, you know, I'm going to run up the cost of this one artist and, and and then try to get the money for it. So it was just, you know, discovery of all these mechanisms where, and then, you know, we liked it. And then we, then we played raw and that was better. And then, you know, power grid is, is, is just a phenomenal game. It's not really a pure auction game. No, it just has auctions in it. But it's, and now when I, I brought it back out, it was just like, I know the game, I know the mechanisms, I know that the strategies are, And it could be just that I'm sick of it, and that's all there is to it, but I really don't think it's that great of a game. But it did give me probably, I'm going to guess, 10 to 15 really solid plays out of it, you know, back in the day. And and there was enjoyment there, but the game only lasted so long, you know. After you hit that threshold, it was like, okay, well, I've got games where I either know I'm going to win about halfway through it or I know I'm going to lose because people have controlled the money and the rarity of the artists, you know, coming up. And it's like in based on, you know, it's, it's also not only an auction game, but it's in a, in a sense also like a card game. So if you've got the better hand, then you've got the better hand and you should win. And so it's just one of those deals where I had a, you know, a little bit of a shelf life and then it just totally dropped off a cliff. So no, that's
1: no, uh, I, 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 I totally hear what you're saying. And, and, um, you know you mentioned raw, which you know is is just about the only design uh by Kinesia that I can play uh without hating myself afterwards, but uh,
0: you know that's it, enough. It, enough.
1: No, no, no. I, I, no. I don't want. I don't want. I'm not trying to turn this into a bashing uh, on Reiner because there's tons of people out there who love his games, and it's my fault for not liking it. But it is. what you're saying, what you're saying about, uh, <laughs> what you're saying about, um, uh, modern art is, is 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 true. I mean, and I think I think it's ultimately a flaw, um, of the game because um, you know, it, it's it's one of those things where it's like if if you've gotten to the point where there's no mystery uh, left uh, in in what you're playing, then what what you're just doing then is, is it's, it's, it's kind of like my problems with, you know, some co-ops. It's just like, after you've played three, four turns, the, the rest of the game, you know, what's going to happen. You, 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 unless somebody it's, it's, it's in a way it's, it's like when you're playing chess and you're playing against somebody who if, after a certain point, if you're very good at chess, and I know I I, I used to be in a chess club and stuff like that, and I, I was I was fairly decent at it, but usually at a certain point, you knew who was going to win the game, and all the only thing you could do is like hope that you could make some sort of move or something like that that that, that would. <laughs> Allow, allow you to like maybe possibly get the person to make a mistake and and, and and then you could capitalize upon that. But if you're playing against somebody that was better than you, you know, predominantly um, that you were going to lose. And then that's just the what it is. And like from what you're describing to me with modern art, you know, I, I think I've played the game once. so I, I, mean, I have no real experience with it. But like you said, you know, it, as long as those people control the money, as long as those people have that keep keep maintain their. Superiority in the game, and and they have the ability to do so. You know you're going to lose the game, or you even know, or if you're in that position, you know you're going to win the game unless you make some sort of mistake. Right. And and at that point, why is that fun anymore? You know, right. I mean, if you're if you're halfway through the game and you know what's going to happen, you know, pack it up, play something else, yeah. you know, move on, and 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 that and that and that's and that inherently is a problem with the game. I mean, if I buy a board game, I want to be able to play it. If I really really like it it should allow me to be me to play it over and over again. I should be able to put it, I should be able to play it 20 times one month. I should be able to put it away and I should be able to take it out six months later and play it another 20 times. And right. it's just as good. And, and, and it's so rare to find a game like that. Well, it is rare.
0: And, and mm-hmm. that's, that's the trick is especially as, you know, as a reviewer as well, you play a game a couple times and you're sort of, you're still sort of in the, the afterglow of, of having, you know, quote unquote solved it or, or gotten to the point where you're really comfortable with it. But then you're going to, how many more times are you going to play it? But on the other hand, it's like if you get 10 or 15 plays out of a game, uh, that's pretty good. I mean, I don't know, but is that a sort of a cop out? Or are, are we being, are we too easily satisfied with a game? If we only get like five to 10 plays out of it or 15 plays, whatever it is. I mean, is there any game that you could play forever for the rest of your life? Uh, Maybe, maybe mm-hmm. not. Though I mean, I don't know. It's hard to say. Yeah, one thing. One
2: thing is with war games that you may have war games with many scenarios. So the game is one, mm. but by playing different scenarios, you have such an incredible uh, value in terms of replay. Because then, if you just play each scenario twice and you have ten scenarios, it just you're just gonna get twenty plays. Just to explore the game, to get a sense of the scenarios, and then you can go back and play the ones that you liked again, that you liked the most. So there's that advantage in many ways games having a very you know, unified core of rules and then being able to apply that to battles that are completely different. I mean, just, just play Commands and Colors, Napoleonics. And you have battles that are cavalry-oriented, battles where terrain is more significant, battles where there are rules about retreating for one side so that the other side is running, trying to stop the running side. Uh, you just going to have so much variety there.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Well, and I think that may be uh, something that, you know, obviously war games have uh, over um, uh, your standard European board game or whatever because of the fact that, um the, the, the war game um has fairly interchangeable parts and mm-hmm. it, it's it's the scenario that, that drives drives the game, not uh, the mechanism or, or the the, uh, the 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 bits, if you will. Yeah, you yeah. Know, and, and, and and so I mean maybe that's why there's so many grognards that are still, you know, playing those same games over mm-hmm. and over and over and over again.
2: Yeah, and this is something I had to say about you know rule books. Again, some rule books. Well, I was talking earlier about the um, lock and load system. It's over 30 pages, and they're pretty dense with rules. Uh, yes, it, 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 there is a learning curve. But once you get that, then you can play a game that has 15 scenarios, and then you play another game which is based on the same system that has 20, 30 more scenarios. So if you imagine that, and compared to learning, I don't know, 10, 15 medium Euro games, medium complexity. Mm -hmm. I believe that in a certain way, the investment pays off. And overall, maybe you're spending less time on rule books Uh, when you're reading that one thick rule book that you can apply to so many different games, different ways of playing the game as opposed to learning a million different rule books. it's cheaper.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's that's also cheaper. That is also cheaper, yeah. So moving into our final category... The game that we don't like, but seems like a lot of people, if not everyone else, but us, enjoys.
1: While well back, I uh, when I was doing my reviews, uh, I, I, I did a written review before I was doing video reviews. I did a written review of Agricola, and I and I and I. <gasps> and
3: I- <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my god.
1: <laughs> Shit. And um I, I prefaced it with the, the title as as I try to come up with some clever, funny title for each one of my reviews and, and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. But I, I preface it with the with the title that uh my grandfather would have hated this game and um and the and the reason for that is cuz my grandfather was a farmer and um uh before and my grandfather was a pretty amazing guy and and I and I mentioned this in the interview but I mean he was he was in World War 2 he was part of the invasion force of Italy um he was in the Texas T division uh he was uh, an artillery man uh he he, he, you know, he was a bonafide war hero, Purple Heart, Silver Star. You know, just he, he was, he was a pretty amazing guy. And, and when he got back from the war, he, um, he inherited the family farm, and he worked on it for many, many years, and he made a pretty good living. And, um, eventually, he sold it, uh, ran for uh, the, the 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 role of county sheriff, uh, which he won, and like he just never looked back. He just kind of. Uh, went forward with his life and just f- totally forgot about the farm. Just you know, sold off the land, sold the farm, moved on. And I remember uh, towards the end of his life, I, I I was out to dinner with him and we were just kind of talking, and um and I, I asked him, you know, why he he got rid of the farm, and he said, uh you know he said well you know it was just getting tougher to make a living at it, and he didn't like the fact that you know my grandmother his his wife had to work constantly, and he just and he said in the bottom line, he said it was just so goddamn boring. Mm-hmm. And 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 that's what and and, and then he kind of just laughed and he ordered another beer and you know and, and I just and that kind of stuck with me and. and When when Agricola came out, there was just this huge buzz for it, and and if you were part of the whole board game scene at that time, I mean that was it was it was right at the beginning of like when I was getting into board games. It was it was that first year, and everybody was just it was just the buzz. Everybody was saying this game is amazing, this game is amazing. Wait till you get your hands on it. Wait till you get your hands on it. And it just got pushed back and pushed back and pushed back, and it had all this drama about the release because there's going to be. If you pre-ordered through a certain way, you're going to get little uh, wooden animals. Right. And instead of cubes, which is going to be so much better. And, and, you know, and just all these in like a special deck of cards. And then it turned out that, no, everybody was going to get the deck of cards if you got the first printing. And and it was like, and then this company Mayday Games was like, oh, here, you can have our anime They're exactly the same and we'll charge you, you know, $5 for them. And and so there's all this, this hubbub that surrounded the race. And in all honesty, it was like the really, for me, I was a very, very just, a mere trashy guy. I mean, if it was a fantasy flight game, I bought it and then uh, nothing else really, but that was like the first really hardcore Euro that I ever purchased. And cause everybody just talked about it so big, it was like, just so amazing. And so I, I got a copy of it and, um, and I remember I played it and I, and I thought, you know, I, I, didn't really get it at first. I'll, I'll fully admit I didn't really understand it. I probably played it wrong at first and, and then I played it again and and then I was just like, well, that's kind of neat, you know. Right. And then and then like, but a few of my friends in my game group really liked it, and then like we kind of played it again. <laughs> and then it was like one of these things where it was just this law of diminishing returns that I was just getting out of this game. And and I realized that you know there's even people that are going to disagree with me, but I mean, it just seemed like to me there were just so many things about the game that you're just wrong. I, I I hated the fact that you you got dealt those opening cards, mm. and with with the exception of a few of them, those cards are the only cards you were going to get for the rest of the game. And if you didn't get cards that actually worked well together... Then you were you were screwed. You know, I mean it was just like if somebody else got something that had great synergy with all their stuff, I mean they would just be like, you know, racketing up the, the, the goods and the points and whatever and there was nothing you could do. You couldn't you can't do anything to stop anybody. You can't I mean, oh I suppose you could maybe hopefully pick the spot they needed, but I mean Right. You, then you're just shooting yourself in the foot because you, then maybe you're picking something that's suboptimal for you just for the off chance that maybe you're screwing somebody else over. I mean, it's always a better chance to just pick what's best for you. If you happen to pick something somebody else wants all the better, but who cares? And then it, and it, towards the end of the game, you finally realize after you kind of look at the scoring and the whole thing that everybody talks about that's so amazing is that you can't just focus on one thing. Well, yeah, you can have a lot of people in a stone house and 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 everything else just kind of falls into place because that's all if if you have a lot of people in a stone house, the stone house gives you a bunch of points and if you have a lot of people you've got enough people to go out and get all the all the you know just to to have enough animals to have enough vegetables to have whatever and by and large you're gonna do fairly well compared to everybody else. It's just a puzzle that's all that that's that entire game is it's a puzzle that you have to sit at a table with a two or three other people and, and you all have to put a puzzle together. Run this little treadmill this farm puzzle where how am I going to use these cards to get me to the point where I have a house and four people. And and then, and, and, and hopefully I get more points and it's just like, can I please play something with dice so that I can blow something up now?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I never played the game for the very reason why your grandfather wouldn't like it, which is I grew up on a farm and it is horrifyingly boring. Uh, it's, Great, you know, great respect for those who may manage to enjoy it, but just the idea of feeding the animals and cleaning their excrements and making bread and uh, picking up strawberries and things. Ah, just so boring. But I remember in my group, there were several people playing it. I remember at some point I heard that there was a Z deck coming out. I was like, ooh, zombie deck. And that, that I may be interested, but now that turned out that that wasn't the case
0: disappointing yeah it's not my favorite favorite game i really do like it but uh i agree with your point about the cards uh once you learn you know which the good and bad because there are good and bad cards in there there's no question about that um but uh i mean one thing you can do to get around that is you could draft the cards at the beginning you know what do you deal everybody seven everybody keeps one passes the left well, but, then my point know.
1: is my point is then if that, if that's if that's how you can solve it, then why why is the rules that they're random in the first place? Then? No, I, I mean, agree. It,
0: no, no. I it, agree.
1: 100%. And, and did anybody play test that? Did anybody say, hey, why did this guy get ten cards that work great, and my ten cards suck? I'm going to lose this game, but I got to play three hours to figure that out.
0: Right? I mean, wouldn't well, somebody think...
1: say maybe we should draft these?
0: Yeah. No, I think I think uh, there will be people that will argue. Oh no! No matter what set of cards you get, there's always something you can do. And there is some truth to that, but I haven't played the game enough to be that, you know, I'm not an Agricola master and the game takes too long for anybody to really play to be an Agricola master, except for that's a very select few. But I, I'm on the side of, of what you said of if there are certain cards that will just nine times out of 10 beat another hand of cards. So, but the things I like about it are, you know, the varying cards and I, I always have I've approached it sort of as golf. With, you know, with a little bit of interaction is, you know, I just try to get the best score that I can and don't really, I don't, and I don't usually worry too much about winning a game anyway, unless there's a trash talk to be had, then, then I'm going to get into that. But, um, but for that particular game, it's just sort of like, okay, let me see how good I can do. And if I don't win fine, but if I hit, you know, 40 points or 38 points or something, then I feel good.
1: Well, then just play the game by yourself and then and then play something that like uh, I I, yeah. you know, I just I mean yeah, it it, that's not like playing a solitaire
0: oh it man. very much is solitaire. Yeah. and you can play a solitaire and you can play it mm-hmm. single player but uh it's not it's not as engaging though as playing with other people but, I, I'm not, not, but, yeah. but there's
1: no player interaction there's there's, there's no there's, yeah. there's, there's there's no, I mean, there's no, there's no time in the game where, I mean, it'd be one thing if like there was some rule where it was like you, you could trade maybe uh, some of your goods with somebody, or, or if you could, you know, sneak over to the other guy's farm and kill one of his pigs so you could eat or something. I mean, I mean, you know, <laughs> or, or you know, creep in his window and, and bash his brains in or something. I don't know. I mean, the game just, <laughs> I just, you know, I mean, I'm, I, I know I'm being funny now for 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 effect but i mean the thing is is that i i i understand why people love the game i really really do i i I gave it a rating of seven on bgg out of respect for the fact that the design is quite good but i just don't understand the 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 fawning Praise that this game gets, and and just the people just you know tripping over themselves to just like you know to declare it, you know the this 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 gaming grail of a design, and and I just, but then again, you know what? It's just it's just not for me, and tastes very and blah blah blah.
0: <laughs> yep, well put. Yeah, that sums it up. <laughs> um. So Marco, do you want to do your? Your game. Yeah, uh, Summoner Wars.
3: Yeah. Mm, mm. Mm.
2: I, I can already hear somebody clicking, you know, clicking on their keyboard to remind me, "What? How dare you?" But uh, Summoner Wars, I played it a couple of times, uh, but when the original set came out, so I'm, 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 I know it's an outdated impression, but I just could not warm up to the game again. It was the earlier version, so there was also the fact that the map, the paper map, that there was just no way on earth to lay flat. Uh, that, that, that just looked so depressing. It just looks <laughs> so. And, and then again, a friend of mine called it. Well, we were playing it. A friend of mine called it chess for nerds. It's a little harsh, and again, no disrespect meant for those who like it, but there was that chess aspect. Meaning it was a. Little too abstract a little too stiffy for me to to feel the theme to, to to really enjoy the theme as such it really seemed just clunky and yeah really restricting. so without the elegance of chess but without the theme of a real fantasy game i really felt i was moving these guys on the board i had the number of options that was enough to create analysis paralysis but not enough to feel fully rewarding. Uh, So, to me, the game just did not come out, did not come together. I felt I was going through the motions, executing one move to the other, going through the turn sequence, and I don't know, it just felt sort of like less than the sum of the parts. I cannot even pinpoint exactly what is the one thing I think is a flaw, and I'm not sure that there is a huge flaw. I just feel that uh, I could not See why people were so were raving so much about this game and waiting for every expansion to combine all sorts of things. Uh, I remember trading away my copy quite, uh, quite easily. At least that was a good thing. Everybody was liking it, so that was easy for me. Um, I just didn't find a place in my collection. There are games that I keep in my collection, even if I don't like them very much. Uh, because since I also, my collection also doubles as the collection of the strategy gaming club at Indiana University, so if I see that the people may want to play a game, I still keep it, at least to bring it to the game night. This is why I still have Dominion, even though I'm also uh, not in love with it anymore. But that one, even actually, in my group, people did not warm up to it either, so just, just left.
0: Now, I haven't ever played Summoner Wars. But was it, I have a question for you though, the card abilities, are they not very interesting? Because it seems to me that's where the, you know, the replayability and sort of the fun would come from, you know, different effects, kind of like magic or something.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, I still seem to remember that actually each group had a very specific uh, type of abilities like range attacks or being able to exploit being adjacent to walls.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And I guess that, yes, you can have that. You can try different teams so they will play differently. But within a certain team, again, I felt that the range of options was, was not wide enough to really make me want to explore it, to really make me want to try to see how that would work if I combine that type of work with that type of work, or mm. if I face, if I try to send that work against that elf, um, there was always something missing to me, which is why I cannot, you know, argument, argue in detail what is that it's wrong. It's more like there's something that I could not find in there,
3: right? Mm.
1: No, I'll, I'll, back Marco up on this one, actually. Um, you know, and, and Summoner Wars has a, a fairly fervent and, uh, and huge following. I mean, if you mm-hmm. look at the ratings, uh, on, on, on the Geek, it's, it's considered to be the best, uh, you know, collectible game out there. I mean, because, and, and, and the thing is, is that, the problems that I had with it when I I, I, I got the original set as well and I have the master set and, and I've played them. And, but it, it requires an incredible investment of time, in my opinion, for you to grasp the, uh, the, the strategies of, of, of the faction that, that, that you want to play. And, and, and it's just, and there's a certain amount of, And then maybe that just, that, that ties into what I want out of a game. But there's a certain amount of, 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 of things that I like about board games is the fact that like I sit down, I read the rules, uh, you know, I get it set up, my friends come over and, and, and we play. And then I like the fact when you have that situation where after you've been playing it for maybe, maybe 20 minutes, maybe a half hour, the game clicks for you and you start seeing Mm -hmm you start seeing it reveal itself to you and it's just like, Oh, I see. I need, I need to do this. That's how I'm going to, you know, be able to, you know, whatever, you know, make my space rocket. That's going to be able to deliver my wooden cubes to that planet or, you know, just whatever. Hmm. And, and, and that's, and then you start grasping that it's like, Oh yeah, I see that. And then you see how those, those things work together. And, and Summoner Wars obviously has that, but it's so, far into playing the game where i'm not getting the reward from the play right away and and, and that's is that a failing on on my end i mean maybe um uh, and maybe the game's just not you know i mean once once again game's just not for me but that's kind of a cop-out in a way i mean i think you know it's just like it, it's almost like um gaming aristocracy you know it's like oh well you don't have the time to put into this one that's okay you go play your other simple games there buddy and and we'll we'll play the complex one over here you know the one that really treats us well you know and just you know but yeah and i'm not saying that's what summoner wars fans are like but i mean it's just um you know it's just i guess i'm not I don't. I don't have the mentality, and not just Summoner Wars. Other games like that, where it's just like, you know, you you need to play this a good ten times before you you'll
0: really start to appreciate the game. Well, ten you know, times like, is too many. I mean, I can yeah, see a I, couple, but
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, you get the impression that people, you know, it's like you have to play the game. You know, I, I think I think I read comments about Summoner Wars. It's like, oh, after about the fourth or the fifth play, it really starts to shine. It's just like, well. Isn't that kind of a fault of the design in some way? I mean, if if you you need to slog through two or three plays of of uninspired uninspired gaming, you know, to to, to actually you know get it revealed to you, I, I don't know.
3: Yeah.
1: I, I guess that's where I'm standing as far as Summoner Wars goes. Which you know, I mean, and and you know, and to no fault of the publisher. I mean, uh Hat Games has an excellent uh Ameritrash game with Dungeon Run. It's it's you know just a great. Uh, you know, uh, roll dice and, and, and beat each other up a uh, game. It's just, you uh, know, I, but, and, and, and obviously, like I said, there's people out there just that can't get enough summoner wars. They can't buy enough of those decks, can't buy enough of those factions. And, you know, God bless each and every one of you. You know, you, you've, you figured a game out that I can't. Okay.
0: Well, that's, in, you know, you bring up some good points there. I just wanted to touch on, you talk about, like, how many plays does it take to get into a game? And I basically uh, forced myself to enjoy Race for the Galaxy because <laughs> cause it, it's so it, it's so high up on the geek and it's like right up my alley. Like I love San Juan and it's space and it's, it's sort of, you know, you can do sort of kind of combos. And so the first couple of times I played it, not only did I have to get through the icons, but I also had to get through, you know, sort of piecing together what kind of strategies you should have and timing your role selection and stuff, and i probably played it uh it's been a while but i'm guessing like six times you know and then right around the six seventh time it kind of clicked and i was able to, to do well and win and now i i do enjoy it's not my one of my favorite games it's kind of the same as that dominion thing we talked about where i like the base game plus the first expansion and i think all mm. the expansions after yep. are just mm-hmm. totally piled on and you know no disrespect to the guy but I just, it's just so much on top of so much on top of so much. I am looking forward to the new expansion, but that's another topic. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, I forced myself to do it. And is that a default of the game? I don't know. I mean, it just is what it is. So yeah, but, but, you know, another game uh, like, uh, uh, I think is like some Wars words that I like, but did not take me very many plays to get into was Elemental Clash. And that's not a very well-known game. I know Lance mm. knows about it, but
1: yep, yep. I did a review of that, and I, and yeah. I enjoy that
0: game. It's yeah. it's... it's it's a I you know. know it's a living card game. You collect and you build decks, and but you know, like the second or third play, I was into it. It plays really quick. You know, fifteen minutes, but it's in it's but it still has that whole breadth and the depth of of all the cards and the combos. But it really just that one really hit for me. So it seems similar to Summoner Wars, so maybe that is.
1: Well, the thing about Summoner Wars is 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 that you know they. I think it prides itself on the fact that like they try to take Magic or something like a game like Magic, and then and then and then put um, uh, a battleground there where you're moving your cards around, and and those are your units, and 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 and, and which okay, it that sounds it's cool, awesome,
0: but yeah,
1: yeah, it, it sounds it sounds cool. You're moving, but yeah. it just it. I think one of the problems is is that it just I I don't know and this is once again I mean, this is just my perception but and maybe it's Marcos as well but uh or, or is that that's just so I, I okay I got this really Badass orc with a with a with a giant you know meat cleaving axe and his name is whatever you know I have no idea Scarl Fagchewer or whatever yeah he's awesome and 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 uh, and, and and here
2: he's he's like <laughs> you should write fantasy lands <laughs> I think you have a talent for
1: characters and names <laughs> yeah and, and he's like and, and and here he is he's a card
3: yeah. you know
1: and it's just, oh. Yeah, that's that's pretty inspiring there. Look at look at him move. Yeah, he's getting closer to that wall. Yeah, boy, he's <laughs> gonna hit the wall with his face. Oh, once once he gets to that wall and his strength goes up by one, this is gonna be awesome. Wait, watch this. You know, I'm just like, I ugh. yeah, and I, you know, All right. it, it, yeah, great idea, yeah. but All right. just ugh, it just it, it didn't it didn't it didn't grab me. I guess I don't know. Now, well, I, 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 be, I, I see what you're up. saying.
2: This right. is kind of like goes along with what I was saying that the theme. It's not as much as you could see. Yeah, you have the potential, you have the art, but then yeah, you have the feel that there are these cards moving around, and yeah, you have the gigantic orc, and then they have an elf that throws an arrow. Somehow, you know, it, all these things do not coalesce. They, they keep turning they, and moving cards and moving cardboard. And huh. uh, speaking of, uh, of elemental clash, any of you played Panzer Clash, which is by the same designer?
0: No, I haven't. Um, I haven't played
2: that. It's sort of like the World War II version. Um, I saw potential in the game, but I played only the basic set, and, and, and there, were, there were just not enough cards to get the game going.
0: Well, well I will say it? with Elemental Clash, I, I played it only with the first expansion, uh, mm-hmm. you know, when I first played it. I didn't play the base set by itself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm just kind of talking off the top of my head. I could see that problem with Elemental Clash as well. If you just got the base set, Or it might be, after you might play it a couple times and be like, eh. But, you know, with the expansion, I mean, I was able to build, the thing that I really liked about Elemental Clash, not to go off uh, too much because I still haven't done my game, but (laughs) um, uh, anyway, but uh, is I was really impressed with the variety of the types of decks that you could build. And if you played like Magic or something like that, uh, you can make like burn decks, creature decks, sort of control decks, and all of these sort of archetypes. And mm-hmm. I was really impressed by, you know, a living card game. First of all, that gives you all the cards that you can use and not, doesn't jip you out of cards. That's a whole other topic. But,
3: mm-hmm.
0: um, but this game actually, you get three of everything and, you, you know, in both boxes, and there's a ton of stuff to be able to build right out mm-hmm. of the box with both expansions, so. But yeah, Mm
3: -hmm.
0: so my game is Quarriers, which is probably not a surprise to anybody that knows me, Uh, (laughs) uh, but uh, this is a game that I first played at Gen Con uh, this past year, and everybody was talking about it, you know, because it came out of Origins. Some other folks did it, um, reviews and that were calling it Game of the Year, and honestly, I was a little trepidatious going into it because it seemed like a dice fest and you know that's not my kind of thing i don't really have a problem with dice but i was a little bit worried but you know everybody the show was liking it you know people that uh i was at the show with really enjoyed it and bought copies and so i sat down and played it with a guy uh john from michigan i think and he really likes the game and i played it like one or two times And i think in the second play i was like you know i really like this and i and i told uh Some people, I said, you know, this is better than I thought it was going to be. And then all of a sudden, like, the next time I played it, it was just like, hmm, I have no reason to (laughs) make any decisions on this. You know, the dice were bad. The one guy got the dragon and beat everybody else up on it. And it was just like, okay, that was pointless. I was like, well, maybe that just happens once in a while. And then we played it two more times, and it was like, Oh, this is dumb. I've sat in here for an hour now, the last three games, and I have had nothing to do except buy dice and then have them get wiped off the board the next turn. And it was just like, what is so great about this? you know? And it's like none of the things really do anything that cool, or there's not like combos, which would be hard to do with dice. And I was just like, man, this game is just... its and the, I don't know, the dice, some of the component quality on the dice is pretty bad. And I just do not like the game, and I feel like there's no meaningful decisions that you can make where I say I'm going to do this, and I see these combos out on the the uh, table. I'm going to try this approach or this approach, and just don't care for it at all. I don't understand why people like it.
1: <laughs> I, I, I think you have a I think you have a fair criticism in in a way. Um, uh, there, the game can. Um, lend itself to situations where, uh, you know, like you say, the guy, some guy gets the lucky roll and he gets the, he gets the big dragon. And, and so now he's, he's using it. He wins. To,
3: yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, he, now he's using it to beat the tar out of everybody. And, and, um, and the thing is, is that there, there, I think, I think there's a little bit of group think as far as the hate, uh, for couriers is, uh, mm-hmm. you know, um, I, it's it's one of those things where, you know, uh, I, I I enjoy the game. I enjoy the game, but I, I but I but I enjoy the game, and I fully agree with what you're saying. I mean, it's like when you say that hey, when you get to your turn, you roll your dice. What do I buy? Okay, go. You know, and, mm-hmm. and but I don't I don't look at the game as being deeply strategic i don't look at the game as being deeply um thought provoking uh, i i look at the game as is something i can i can throw on the table and i can play for a half hour while i wait for the other people to show up to to, to play the real game for the for the night i i, right. I guess I, I i don't need it to be something big and huge i i just it i just needed to take up a little bit of time
0: well, yeah, and I, and I, I understand that, but uh, my my point is, and this is probably one of those disagree to disagree, but you know, even if it takes 20 minutes to half an hour, I feel like I didn't, I, I might as well not have done anything. I could have just sat there and done something else. You know, it's like, it, I understand it doesn't have to be deep and strategic, but it's like it's not strategic at all.
3: <laughs> <laughs> to me, yeah.
0: you know. And I
2: haven't played the game, but it's full of, there's you know there's so many fillers out there that do last 15 20 minutes and they're still engaging they still have a lot of decisions so right like
0: you know we were talking about biblos earlier before we started recording
3: mm-hmm.
0: and that is a filler that is there's some random to it and but it's so chock full of decisions and it takes 20 minutes yeah, you know
2: exactly like, yeah and I mentioned Lord of the Rings, the confrontation. We're talking about Nits, and that is a game that actually has Steam, and I, I'm enjoying a great deal. Last yeah. 15, 20 minutes, and definitely has so many decisions, and
1: so many levels of things that you can do. The best filler of all time, For Sale. That's, that's the only that's the only filler. You can play that game in 10 minutes, and, oh, and yeah. you actually feel like you you actually feel like you you, you were actually like
0: doing something.
1: You know, I I love For Sale. Yeah, I, I could play For Sale all day long.
0: Oh yeah, I, yeah. For Sale's great. I would say For Sale, no thanks, is really really good, and uh, and Biblios. I think I like Biblios a little bit better than For Sale. I played For Sale probably like thirty times, so it's like the decisions now are seem pretty obvious. Like okay, I should do this when this distribution of cards is there. But yeah, I got 30, <laughs> 30 plays out of it where it's like. But it's still fun to break out. Definitely one of the top.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think Biblios has too much meat to it to be really, in my opinion, a filler. But you know, it's yeah. Um, I, I but I think that's just because people when they people when they play it. They 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 make it be more than it is. Yeah, just like just like you try to make Quarians be
0: more than it is.
3: <laughs> well, I, <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, that's it, a it's agree to disagree. It's just. Uh, I don't know. I will. But I will see, agree that you are wrong. Yes. But yeah, but here is another thing: is another game came out last year, which is the year quarters came out, called King of Tokyo. Now, not one of my most favorite games, but that is a quick dice filler with lots of variable powers. Uh, it's not a dice building deck building game, but you can grab the different cards and get different effects and 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 everything. And I think that is a great, you know, twenty thirty minute dice filler. Uh, well, I don't use the word great. I have a problem with it because it's basically Yahtzee and I'm so sick of Yahtzee variation, but it works and it works well. So I would say my opinion, if there was a game last year that, you know, filled that filler sort of, you know, fun, whimsical fantasy, you know, idea, it would be King of Tokyo. That game is ridiculously, you know, well-produced and everything. It's just the Yahtzee thing I'm a little sick of, but that's just a personal thing. <laughs> so well, was, yeah. that those
1: are the games we hate.
0: Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. So, any games you guys are looking forward to playing in the near future as we wrap up here? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I really look forward
2: to playing more commands and colors napoleonics to play more battles and just explore what the system can do before i move to uh, the first expansion i just received from legion games hell over korea which is an expansion for the game uh, the solitaire game b29 super fortress Mm. which is the sequel of a classic solitaire game b17 queen of the skies uh B-29 is bombing missions over Japan um, in World War II. And now we have the same system, uh, you know, moved to Korea. And it's a strange game. In a certain way, it's a game that doesn't have many decisions. So I, sometimes I even debate with myself if it is a game at all. I mean, I'm talking about B-29. It almost feels like... a interactive documentary there's so much theme you roll and you move from table to table and you see what happens and you may not be really in control of most of what happens you may not have many decisions to make but the ride literally the ride is so entertaining and so thematic and it's so atmospheric that it's definitely i enjoy b29 and i really look forward to uh, this other ride uh, with hell over korea And then I just received an email from Compass Games that said that they assembled the pre-ordered copies of God Kings that I I mentioned last episode. And I really look forward to get my copy and to try that card-driven word game about ancient Egypt and Middle East. It really seems fun, seems fast, brutal, and, well, I can't wait to get my copy.
1: Uh, well, like I said, I got that convention coming up this weekend, so I, I you know, I'll be hopefully playing a lot of games. Um, as far as uh, games that uh, I have that I haven't had hit the table, that I'm kind of annoyed with myself, um, I like Dungeon Pets, it's been out for a while, I just haven't had a chance to, to play it yet. Um, I'm hoping to play that many times this weekend. Um, Warriors and Traders, uh, which I got from uh, Marco, sent that off to me to give it a give it a wing ding and, and 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 do a review of it. So I'm I'm excited to give that a, give that a shot. Um, uh, I I purchased uh, Coney Island and uh, Mill 1069. Another couple of games that I I, I desperately want to play. I just I just there's just not enough hours in the day. I, I just I, it just it it stinks i I wish i i wish i could just take like a month off of work and 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 have no other uh no other no other commitments and so i could just you know just play games and review them and 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 just bask in the glory of 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 the wooden bits but uh unfortunately yeah just real life that that horrible real life just coming in and, and and taking over
3: but other than that,
1: um, there's a game actually that's coming out that I'm pretty excited about. Two games that are coming out that I'm actually excited about. I've, I've pre-ordered them. Uh, one is uh, Feudality uh, by uh, Tom Wham. Looks like it's just a completely uh, funny kind of rolling dice trying to maintain your uh, your little feudal land uh, uh, through various... Hilarious antics of of, of the countryside. Uh, I'm a big fan of uh, Tom Wham games. Um, I've always thought that his irreverent sense of humor uh, really shines in his designs, and I, I, I like that. And um, a, a game that actually just kind of appeared on my radar just recently, uh, Doctor Shark uh, from like Asmodee Games. Um, it's, uh, it's it's <laughs> when I saw it. I was like, it was kind of the theme of it grabbed me. It was the whole um, you know, like 1960s, 70s James Bond, Secret Service type game, but the idea is is that each uh, player is a uh, super spy, and they've been invited to dinner in the evil Dr. Shark lair, and um, he, he has a, a, a pond or a pool full of sharks, and... And uh, you, you're trying to dive into this pool of water and retrieve the necessary clues that you need to fulfill your mission. And um, the, the, you get a big, giant bag, and all the clues are in the bag, and you get to have to reach in there, and you can't look and, and see what you're doing. But then uh, each piece has a distinctive... Uh, 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 a shape and also a texture to it, and so that's kind of like, you know, does it sound a little simplistic and a little little silly, sure, but um is it a game that I think my my daughter will like and and will be something that you know my wife and I can play with her? Um Yeah, and that that so it's it, it's it and also I think you know it's 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 uh, it looks interesting enough that I think adults and, and my gaming group might actually enjoy it too. So, but that's games I've been looking at right now.
0: Yeah, that does sound pretty interesting. I'm excited to see what you think of that one. Uh, let's see. For me, uh, probably all the games I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, I want to play more of. Definitely Hawaii, because that one, it's very intriguing. It's very its very kind of weird. So I want to play that a little bit more. And earlier we were talking about a uh, Battlestar Galactica. Well, I was talking to Andrew Tolson. Uh, he's a guy that makes uh, print and play Games and we'll, we'll print up a copy of, of a game for you. And he's supposed to be making me a BSG Express, so I'm really excited to get that one in the mail and and give it a shot. It looks really cool, and uh, I don't know, I like Battlestar Galactica, and this looks pretty fun. So. No, he does excellent work. He did
1: my oh. uh, copy of Merchant of Venus, and that that thing is beautiful. So. Yeah,
0: yeah I mean, his stuff just looks absolutely gorgeous. It, it looks amazing. So yeah, other than that one, um, I know you mentioned Coney Island. I, I, it's one I haven't got to the table either, <laughs> but it looks cool. So, but yeah, so that's that's pretty much it for me. Okay, thank you for joining us for our second episode of Wooden Cubes and Iron Soldiers. Uh, look forward to seeing another podcast for us uh, sometime in the next couple of weeks. Uh, again, you can check us out on our guild on BoardGameGeek and also on 2d6.org. Thanks again, take care.